Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. <laughs> Cartoon Casual podcast with Paul Gaines and Joe Fellers and uh, Joe. Have you got that board figured out? What the? What? No, no, I don't think I'll ever figure it out. I'm pretty sure it's like the board that keeps uh, assimilating new technology. Just when I learn something new about it, it gives me a curveball. I think on its own, it's it's switching the location of the various buttons and what their functions are just on its own. I think maybe Dylan is just coming in here and fucking around with it or something. I, there's no, there's no doubt about that. So we just came off of a, um, just for you know, a, a reference. Of the Fantastic B-17 weekend. Wow, no segue whatsoever. We didn't do Sorry. an intro or anything, people. No. Paul really wants to talk about this. Really, I want to get it over with. Really old flying machine. Kind of like a broccoli. Get it over with. You don't like broccoli? I'm telling I mean, you, you should roast it with some olive oil and uh, uh, some like minced garlic. Just toss it. Yeah. Okay? Throw it in 450 for like 20 minutes. It gets a char on it. It's really good. When you say throw it in like you... Char- throw it in, put oven. it in an oven. Put it in an oven. Yeah, yeah. I, I do it in a cast iron skillet. I preheat the skillet on the stove and throw the olive oil and all that stuff in there and toss it all together and then throw it in the oven for about 15, 20 minutes at 450. And it's delicious. Actually, I don't dislike broccoli, I would say. Uh, yeah, I, but I, I'm just saying. You want to get it over with? Well, like, I don't want to get the B17 doing? over with, but. Why, yeah. why, why, wait, wait, I feel like you're doing a disservice to broccoli now. Like it's nature's broom. It, it's it high in vitamins A, it is, it is. E, D. Like I think it's really high in vitamin C too. And it cleans you out. Actually, I think like, the best. Do you ever need to go down a dress size before a wedding or something like that? Like, just eat broccoli happened for like to me three before days. I couldn't squeeze into my fourteen or sixteen. Yeah, see, dress size. Good and for you though, fourteen or sixteen. Well, I, I think that was probably about a year ago. I can see you in like a twelve now. Ooh, uh, not now, no, no. With that round pumpkin ass. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were going to talk about an airplane? <laughs> All right, that was cool. Yes, uh, B seventeen uh, uh, aluminum overcast. Aluminum overcast. Which it certainly Which, was. Um, it had horrible weather, but it was a massive turnout. And I was uh, glad for it to be over with because I was heavily involved with it. But uh, it was a fantastic experience. A lot of people turned out in this great city of ours. And um, it was evident to me that people want this kind of stuff here. People want events. They want something to do. Yep. Uh, it was also really nice to get some people out here to this great asset we have. We call Kingman Airport. Mm-hmm. Um I think that people are really starving for different things to do. And, and, and that's, that's nothing against the people that are really trying uh, with, you know, the, the live music and Blackbridge last weekend did the bend and bruise, which is just fantastic. I'm so glad that somebody decided to do mix yoga and beer. I think it's a, it's a great thing. Did you hear uh, uh, anything pro- about how it went off? Was it, uh, good, it, seemed, uh, it seemed to go great. A lot of people <clears throat> had a lot of fun. Uh, and all the people that I talked to had a blast. I was going to be there, but that was the day of the uh, post wrap up party for the B seventeen. Oh yeah, at the hangar here. Yeah, yeah that B seventeen was so fucking awesome, I, and I can't say that enough. Uh, that it um, it meant a lot to me because uh, Memphis Bell was one of those movies uh, that I've seen. I I guarantee you, I saw it in the theater at least three times. I know that I've myself have purchased. I purchased two v- VHS copies of it 
because I wore one out mm-hmm. and I wore one out that my mom bought me when I was a kid. And I, it's just one of my uh, favorite movies of all time. And there's a ton of like, and you look back on it, there's a ton of cool actors and there's actually Harry Connick Jr.'s. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say the best part debut. was his singing. It wasn't the best part, but it was a great "Oh, Danny Boy." <laughs> like that, that that scene. Interesting note to this: this is how much of a rabbit hole I've gone down uh, with uh, with uh, with regard to the uh, Memphis Bell, the movie. You can't find that entire version, the whole version of that song, anywhere. He only recorded it. The only audio that's recorded is what you see in the movie. It's not on the soundtrack. Oh. He recorded Harry Connick Jr. I you meant there's no Danny Boy ever been finished recording anywhere no, by anybody. that version. Specifically that swingy, <laughs> okay. swingy yeah. kind of ra- almost like ragtime version of Oh Danny Boy. That they, that That's kind of a cool version. It, it is a great version. As far yeah. as I'm concerned, it's the best fucking version. Yeah. Uh, but you can't find it anywhere. I've looked for years. For, hmm. for, for like a decade. I, you, can't, you just can't find it. Uh, I haven't seen that movie in a, in a it's, I'll bet you it's been, I don't know if I've watched it since I moved here. You're an asshole. Sorry. I, I need to buy it on Blu-ray. I watch it like tw- probably twice a year. Like it, it's, Seriously? It, yeah. It's yeah. one of my favorite movies. It's one of those. And it, it's, oh, okay. So course of events will be go out, have some drinks. I'm a little tipsy cab home. Friend dropped me off, whatever. I'm at home. And I go, all right, well, I, I want to watch a movie. First, I'm going to make nachos, and then I'm going to make a movie. I can download a copy of Memphis Bell and the time it takes me to watch or to, to make nachos. Okay. And then I'll go back to my room, turn on Memphis Bell, usually a full volume, uh, which is amazing because the roommate never complains about hearing, you know, 500 B-17 just but in the background. She doesn't complain. But it's what I like I said, I, I, it's one of those late night movies that I'll just watch. But you were, were complaining because um, you were working overnight and then trying to sleep during the day. And then during I, the middle of your normal sleep session, you texted me and said, I can see how the freaking Germans never got any goddamn sleep with, with the B-17. <laughs> it was just one B-17 <laughs> flying over. What, um, what day was that? Oh, it was Sunday. Yeah. It was Sunday. I kind of briefly woke up and I'm like, <laughs> and that, you know, it's like changing in pitch, that Doppler effect yeah. is changing in pitch. And I was like, Oh fuck, are they going to drop bombs on me? <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like that, that. And that's exactly, I rolled over. I listened to that. I woke up a little bit, text you. I guess I know now I know what it feels like to have been in Germany in the forties, much less being Berlin before or something the bombs like that. hit actually before the bombs hit. <laughs> And then I was thinking that, well, then you would mention, uh, uh, was, you know, they would send out like 200 at a time Well, because it wasn't just one air base. Yeah, it during was like, the, uh, I, I was going to look this up actually before before this evening to see what the largest uh, mass of B-17s was or how many were amassed. It was to do probably B-17. D-Day. D-Day was the absolute largest one. And I think it was, I, I think it was in the hundreds. I think it was like five or 600 B-17s, I think, to do one big bombing thing at one point. That's or amazing. Another. I'm pretty sure about that. Do they participate in uh, the firebombing at Dresden? I don't know if that was just B-24s or not. The B-24s were doing that a lot because I remember seeing photographs of they B-24s and all the smoke coming up. And mm-hmm. I remember seeing that and I can't remember. I should know this. This is one of these things that I should know and I should have done a little bit of research on before we came on. But I'm just, I'm asking you because you were alive back then. So I just yeah. kind of figured. I just, I was, you know, I was a little bit young. I was going to, <laughs> you know, junior high school. 
<laughs> so, but it was it was uh, what else did you say about them flying? Over? I can't remember what it was when they were flying over and um, and you couldn't sleep. Oh my god, I forgot what it, it was. Just a funny as hell thing. Oh, I know what it was. I was uh, going to uh, Jimmy John's to get uh, a sandwich, and I was at the drive-through, and that's about when the B seventeen flew over, and I knew what it, I could hear it, but then I you know looked through the window. And there it was. There I mean, Jimmy John's getting a sandwich, and here goes this B-17. And I thought, that's the, cool, that's the coolest weird thing, being in a fast food drive-in, yeah. and the B-17 just cruises over. What about when you were doing the air-to-air photography? First off, I have to tell you, you're kind of a cool guy to know, because dropping, not so much dropping your name, but some of the shit that you've done and continue to do, people are like, holy shit, really? So I have people... Last week at the hospital, asking me, not, not at the hospital, uh, where the hell was I? Somewhere. I was somewhere. I was at the Sporties. hospital. I was, I was not at, I did go to Sporties, but I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't talking about a B-17 at Sporties. Uh, I, I forget where I was, but somebody was like, oh yeah, the, I heard there's a, that plane going on. I was like, the plane's landing and I said, oh, it landed. I was there. And they're like, oh, like, like out at the airport. I'm like, no, like out, like, like on the taxiway. Right. On the ramp and, area, like on yeah. the ramp area, and I, I showed them the pictures and stuff like that. Like, How do you know about this shit? I'm like, well, one of the guys that was like instrumental in bringing them here is my friend Paul, and he did the like he es- was in the escort plane out of you know Phoenix, Phoenix, Deer, Deer, Valley. Deer Valley Airport, yeah. and this the, the, it had like two or three people just look at me like, you have some of the coolest fucking people in your life, and I'm like, <laughs> I do, I do, I really do. I'm kind of cool by association, which is basically how I've lived my life since Well, did you tell them I texted you when I said we're 30 minutes out or right. whatever? I, I, yeah, I, I showed them the string of texts, actually, and then I showed, like, and then I, I was like, yeah, he's doing, like, air-to-air photography, and then I showed them the picture that you showed me of the guy with the, uh, uh, it was it Chris? Chris. Yeah, Chris, uh, Chris Gerlach. Uh, Gerlach, yeah. In um, his camera setup and all that, and they're like, that's just so fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. You guys need to go out and see it. And then people did. People, there hundreds of people. Oh, probably, yeah. probably a couple thousand people at least toured. And then how many, how many people uh, purchased flights? Uh, paying, because they do some non-rev, non-revenue, meaning like, for example, if you were a World War II veteran, they get to uh-huh. fly for free. Uh, oh, they actually flew for free. Yeah. Just, just oh, wow. That's yeah. great. I mean, which, I, which it should. I, th- I knew uh, uh, Mr. Ekstrom, uh, was, mm-hmm. got, I, I assumed he got to fly for free because he he's one of the only surviving B-17 pilots. Folks here locally right. in Kingman, we do have a former B-17 pilot who showed up and yep. went, went for a, a, a flight, which I think is, I, I think is phenomenal. That's so fucking cool that he was able to do that. Yeah. There were a few people um, there and it's not, they're not related to, I thought he would have been related to, um, what's his uh, name? Ekstrom needs to work for Bill the Ekstrom. Ca- Bill. Yeah. Not, I thought it would have been. Oh, they're not, he's not related. Oh, no, I just kind of apparently no relation oh. whatsoever. But yeah, so they, um, we had, um, 94 paid, you know, revenue flights. Wow. Phoenix would that had better weather had 90 we beat them with our shitty weather here in kingman wow we beat them by four revenue flights. and, I couldn't and you know it. four million less people yeah fewer <laughs> if anybody wants to start a podcast um uh i'm put this is my two weeks notice I don't really know if it is for you. I say fear all the time to you, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. You do know. that to me all the time. It, it fucking, I, I could be wrong. That reminds me of something funny. You people uh, that are listening, it's going to be a bit of a delay here. You're going to see this uh, if you're friends of uh, mine on Facebook. And if you're not, well, you're missing out. Um, 
one of the funniest things I saw is a dialogue between uh, Trump and Pence. And it's, Actual uh, dialogue? I, well, no, it's fake dialogue. Oh. I, well, you know, it could be. It, it could, could be. be. Yeah. These days, who yeah. fucking knows? Um, Trump says, the less immigrants we let in, the better. And Pence corrects him and says, the fewer. And Trump says, shh, don't call me that in public yet. <laughs> <laughs> the fewer. Oh. Don't call me that in public yet. It's oh. so funny. Uh, oh, it's so it bad. Is, it is very funny. Oh, God. Anyway. But we uh, had 90. Anyway from politics. Uh, yeah, we had 94 flights. Four. And then, oh, yeah, we got to go down. That was part of the plan. Here's what was weird, though, because it was such a whirlwind up to that day, Thursday, the media day, the escort day from uh, Deer Valley. And we flew down there and had a briefing with the uh, the crew, which we'd never met before, but they knew we were going to be doing this. So they wanted to talk with us to make sure we weren't going to do anything silly. And like, cr- <laughs> like crash into and bring down the aluminum overcast. That would have been made the paper, I guess, if we did that. That would have been funny. Uh, this is for the fatherland. Right. And then just, you know. just crash into them. <laughs> so they wanted to kind of feel us out and see if we were stable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love when I crack myself up. Yeah. And, for, um, the f- for the fatherland. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, oh, yes, these are the gentlemen from Argentina. Oh, well, you guys don't look like we, from We were Argentina. suspect already because I was in a plastic airplane, and they don't, they don't trust the plastic airplanes. Yeah, well, it's called people. aluminum overcast. I know, and it, it's a plastic, partial, you know, fair to partly cloudy, you know, as opposed to an overcast. Mother, uh, yes, no. <laughs> so It was overcast that day. No, that that day was that day was nice. No, that was it was good. So we anyway. went down there, but again, up to this point, we had planned so damn long uh, for this, and it was so busy at my work here and the B seventeen stuff and other crap I'm involved with locally that people know about, and it just was. And then Tim goes, "Okay, we're flying tomorrow morning to get there." I'm like, "Oh my god, it is tomorrow, isn't it? Whatever." So, um, even flying down there, I was still my mind was still with work and all these other things I had to do. And then finally, when we landed and we saw it doing its uh, some some flights getting its uh, proficiency flights in because the crew that came in was a newer crew, not a new crew, but they, they hadn't flown in a while. In order to give rides and be compensated or for, you have to do three takeoffs and three landings to a full stop uh, in the, within the prior 90 days, I believe that's the regulation. You're taking people up if you're a private pilot or whatever it is. There's some, and I have to do that too. Like if I haven't flown my airplane in 90 days, three takeoffs and landings, I'm legally supposed to go out and do it real quick. To and get, and to don't get you my, have to do the evening, or if I want to fly like at night. If, if I want to fly at night, yeah, you have to do that. Only if I, if I, I want to do that. Some, that, yeah. that shit's done on the honor system. It too. is kind of yeah. like golf. <laughs> I've Isn't never that heard mostly that by the honor system? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you're really I, serious I, about it, if you are, no, it's the honor system. No, that's just funny. That I, yeah. I never even thought about that, but it totally is. No, there, there's what we call. There's people that pad their logbooks or fake their entries in the logbook. It happened. It does happen. Oh, hard to believe that people would lie about anything. Well, it's stupid. That that's yeah. to me sounds really, really stupid and, and very arrogant and dangerous. They they would call that um Parker time. You know, Parker makes pens. Uh-huh. Or they still make pens, Parker? I, I don't know. I, I don't Unless I don't Bic know. It's twenty seventeen. I don't I haven't used a pen in like six months. No, yeah, I'm but kidding. you like I, my pen. I do. Yeah. No, I some. I have. Pilot, what kind of pen is that? I, I, I have Pilot G twos at my at, the, at, the, yeah. at work. Who makes those? Huh? Is it Pilot? Bic? Oh, pi- Pilot makes Pilot. makes pens. Yes. Okay. Wait. It they might be Bic. It might be Bic Pilot G two. Okay. Whatever they write, good. They write, <laughs> write good. good. They write good. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, oh Parker time. So Parker, meaning, Parker makes not, pens. So my father would say, "Oh, he's got 
you got 10,000 hours, yeah, but 5,000 is Parker time. In other words, they just, if they had a two-hour flight, they'd put three hours. Oh. Things like that. That's, that's. Which, by the way, as a, and this is my opinion, I'm going to go, I'm, we need to come back and talk about something else. But, fine. but actual flight time in a regular airplane isn't the most important thing to me because quite often you're cruising and you're just holding the wings level and you're not really doing a lot. You're just right. watching instruments. You're just farting around. What really matters is takeoffs and landings and skilled things at lower altitude and doing air work, things like That's that. That's kind so. of what I was thinking too is that, and, and, and let's say you had uh, four hours of flight time on a sunny day as opposed to, and, and clear, perfect weather mm-hmm. where you took off and you landed. That's it. Took mm-hmm. off once, you landed once, it's four hours. As opposed to four hours where you took off once, landed once in shitty weather. Mm-hmm multiple altitudes having to navigate around all that sure that's totally different those four hours are 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 quote unquote better or mm-hmm. would would it, i would feel more comfortable like if you if if uh i would f- i feel more comfortable with you in when i'm in a plane with you than i would with somebody else because i know that you've flown in more adverse conditions Right. Then say maybe somebody who's only ever flown in the Southwest and has to deal with the storm every 10th time that they we, fly. We have people in our club out here who, if the wind is above a certain speed, call it 20 miles per hour, so they won't even fly. I've flown in winds that were twice that strong out here. And I'm thinking to myself, you guys need to be a little more proficient. What if you're out flying and you got to land somewhere and it's a little bit windy? You need to kind of be practiced. Might as well practice at your home field. I feel like that's a, that's a double-edged sword, though, because knowing your limitations is a good thing. Limiting yourself too much is a bad thing, but right. knowing your own limitations and going, it's, uh, it's, you know, 26 knots out there, whatever. I, I don't want to fly. I don't, I don't want right. to do that because I don't feel comfortable doing that. But then again, I'm also the first person to say, Comfort zones are most often expanded through discomfort. Sure. So, you know, I, I get it, I guess. I, uh, I remember before I flew, before I moved here to the Southwest, um, and we, I had no intention of talking this long about flying. It's fine. So I was in Tehachapi, <laughs> California with my father 10 years ago, and, uh, and he knew I was planning on moving out west and it was really when you know windsock was howling but these guys were still flying their sailplanes or high performance gliders and they were going off to the sierra nevadas and doing long flights jesus and i and i said uh, i said god i wouldn't i wouldn't even launch if it was this windy and my father said if you move out here and you don't launch when it's that windy you're not gonna be flying very much because it's kind of windy out here in the southwest that's kind of what time. it is yeah. literally all the time especially went, in the went, high desert i went oh really i didn't really believe him i didn't want to believe him or whatever but he's <laughs> but correct <Dad. laughs> exactly. like, I, I hope you were whining at like 40 something years <laughs> i'm old. sure i was so um but now i've gotten used to it totally and when it's calm out here or if i fly somewhere else and there's like no wind it's weird it's it's a total flip of the coin you get or used the flip to the, yeah you get used to that it's like it's kind of like a couple of days ago when i i, I this is so stupid. Um, I've never had that long of a beard until recently. I also have not had long hair since I was in high school. My hair is very curly, and in high school, it was very thick. I like my hair. Uh, I uh, that's. I think we might have to have our own separate podcast about my hair, about your hair, and the problems associated <laughs> with it. Like, hey, what's wrong with your friend Paul? Or is Paul okay? Or why does he look like that? Does he, is he, does he doesn't have any money? He can't afford a haircut? <laughs> I wonder if they do haircuts for the homeless around here. <laughs> like looking pretty scraggly. It's funny. He must dump all of his money into his airplanes and podcasts and will, will refuse to get a goddamn haircut. <laughs> for those oh. of you that, that listen to this podcast, like the nine or 10 or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe 12 now, uh, 
if you ever see Paul in public, fucking shame the shit out of him for his hair, will you? I, I don't it's mind. Bad. It's bad. I know you don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I can't wait to get to that age to where I just can go, eh, you know what? I can I can either give a fuck or I can not. I just really don't Got care. a big like, hole in my pants. My balls are hanging out. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Like, if you don't like my balls hanging out, please don't look at them. Yeah. They're my balls. Tell the officer that, Mr. Gaines. You should. <laughs> That's It's funny to me because, like, I'll... Uh, I can tell that I've made some headway into making you give a fuck about your hair because whenever I show up here at the hangar or you know you're going to be in public, it, you, you show up and you look like Jack fucking Nicholson about 1988 because it's all slicked back. <laughs> and I don't it's know just, what, make, what slicks okay, it back. Okay, like, I, I don't need know to defend you, myself like, for a second. It's, oh. not, it's not like a phase I'm going through. I'm not like... Have you, have you always done gotten three haircuts a year for your entire life? No. Is that it? I used to. Oh, there was this place called Three Thirteen that was right down the road from my other shop in Atlanta. That was all these really. It was a fantastic, huge place with with these uh, with these uh, hand massages and wax, you know, hand waxing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and uh, pedicures and manicures and really cool music in these calming areas where they would give you massages and then they'd go into another area for your haircut and all that with very attractive women cutting your hair. And I was never going to go there, and so I'm not going to. So it's it's not cheap. Like for a guy, it was like fifty bucks to get what a haircut, haircut, mani pedi, a haircut, and they do what for and your hand? They kind of wax your hand and and kind of yeah, just kind of massage your hands and uh, and sh- shampoo your hair. I don't see that as being a problem. That's no, but I went there all the time, so that was right down the road for me. So uh, I have an appointment yeah. that was easy for me to do. I can still do that here, but I just haven't. It's I've been really busy lately. That's my excuse right now. Just okay. saying, but I do need a haircut. I, I, again, like I said, it's not like I know what you're laughing at. Oh, we get to the age where I don't give a fuck, and it, yeah, I don't give a fuck. But that's not why my hair is like this right now. You, it's not like I don't give. It's, it's just like just, it's it it, uh, it it. He looks like Beetlejuice most days. Kind of do until I until I still get back. Bad. It goes Beetlejuice to Jack Nicholson like in within moments. It's yeah. like, All right, well, I'm gonna put some goop in it and. Slick it back. Is that what you do? You put goop in it, or do you just not wash it? No, it's goop. It? Oh, there's goop. Just what's not what's the it. goop? Is it Deb? Is it LA looks? No, no. Right now, it's. I think there's someone in the bathroom here in the uh, in the bunker. In the bunker, some Whatever sort of pomade. It. No, I think it's actually. Um, I I think, it's um, what's that crap that you would um, <laughs> cologne? You're supposed to the cologne. You're supposed to the brand of cologne. They say, oh, if you want to, you know, get in the girl's pants, and the father would wear this cologne, and you would. Uh, Brute? No. no. Aquafaba. Uh, <laughs> Old Spice. Yes. Right. It's Old Spice paste. Hair paste. Okay. I think Got it's it. paste. It comes in no, like I'm, a... I'm, no, I'm familiar. It's like... Know, about it, that it, big it, around. It's, and, I think it's thicker than pomade, if I remember I think it correctly. Is, yeah. I think somebody explained that to me before, and I said, well, okay. It's a whatever. I don't get it. Uh, it's... What, I, ha- what happened That kind was, of stuff doesn't do it. Like, not, like there's, there's like... You know, the only thing that will keep my hair in check, if it gets too long, mm-hmm. the only thing that, like, if I blow dry my hair straight, and fuck you people if you want to judge me for that, but I don't give a shit. All you people that are saying, fuck you, don't have curly hair, so eat a dick. Anyway, I'll blow dry my hair straight. Do you want me to eat a dick now or later? No, okay. I'm not talking about you. Oh. I'm talking about the people that are listening. Okay. They're like, mm, yeah, it's kind of gay, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No, it's not gay. You know why it's not gay? Because I'm not blow drying my hair while sucking a cock. Are you Jewish? Okay? I am not Jewish. You're, but you have brown curly hair. I have brown curly hair. Your nose isn't really that. My dope. nose is not really. Why? Why? <laughs> why? Why do we? I don't have know to why your nose. We is... always have to go that fucking anti-Semitism route. It's not anti. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> why? Not anti anything. All right, so you blow no, dry so your I, hair. There's, I've only found one product that I can put in my hair that will keep it straight after blow drying it straight, 
Everything else makes it curl up and get wavy, and I look Crisco. really stupid. Crisco still has water in it and soy, like some okay. sort of soy oil or something like that. No, beeswax. Beeswax is like the only Holy crap. Thing that's like I can fucking, glue. It really is. That's how fucking curly. That's how much. That's how strong the wave is in my hair. Hmm. It's really stupid, and I fucking hate it. Any of you people that remember me from high school that that, that know the the curly hair. Situation. So I'm looking at it right now. It's kind of a little bit curly, but it's short. It's short, so it doesn't really do. My it's hair's magic. Yeah, it's curly and it's still short. It's, it's like an inch long, inch and a half long. Hmm. It's stupid. Yeah. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But anyway, hair you, talk. You need to have. You need to do something about your hair. All right. So well, I was going to finish out too. So we went down there. And, yeah. And I'm going to back up and we. Went down there, flew back of this air-to-air video and photography with the B-17. And then it was weird because it was still a whirlwind. And then finally, about halfway back from Deer Valley to Kingman, during during the flight, during our air-to-air, you know, I'm looking over at it. And then I, it wasn't just a target or a mission anymore. It's like, there's the the B-17 is right there. Flying. You had like just, a moment oh, of zen while you were like, flying, didn't you? Holy of all this work and all this crap and just there it was it was like and i told tim and his uncle chris because we're talking through the intercom about okay can you go a little higher paul have a little forward do this and do all that and then finally i said hey guys there's a b-17 right right there did you do you see that it was just like it finally all clicked what this whole thing was about yeah all this work and effort and finally that, that was just it was amazing it was amazing the whole thing was a once in a lifetime never going to happen probably again that way experience no, probably not. I mean, and I was, I remember telling, I think I told, I know I told Scott uh, uh, Brack at this and, I, and, and, and somebody else too. Uh, you know, I got a chance, the Memphis, the original Memphis Bell B-17, I think it's a G, if I remember right. Probably. Uh, that, that's a G also that was here. Is, I, I thought yeah. so. It, it's, everything seemed set up exactly the same as the original Memphis Bell. The Memphis Bell, there were three different mock-ups of the of Memphis Bell in the movie Memphis Bell and none of them were B-17Gs which is why it was, they were slightly different mm-hmm. uh, anyway I know way too much about that plane but so the current the the, the original Memphis Bell is currently at uh, at the uh, Air Force Museum in Dayton and uh, is being restored and it's been quote-unquote being restored for like 25 years because the last time I was at the Air Force Museum was probably 95 maybe 94 95 mm-hmm. and uh they only had remod or they had only restored the fuselage they were still working on the wings they're still doing that doing the wings and then the engines i think they update the engines maybe mm-hmm. i don't know if this one was updated or not like i don't know enough about engine, aircraft engines but now this one's got three of the same it has three right engines and one studebaker made engine actually it's not, i mean people oh. say well studebaker you know it's all the same design the all same those- casting all they need to do is figure out big factors that were cranking out mechanical devices, and that's they yeah. got to make them. It didn't. And all those toolings are now uh, because they were government contractors. They were made public uh, public knowledge after whatever, when, however long, that, some period yeah. of time they were de- declassified. Yeah, that's what a lot of people don't realize is that just the sheer enormity of uh, production that went into fighting the Jerry's. They made about 12,000 of those. I think either 12 or 14, somewhere around there. Jesus, I didn't know it was that many. I, I believe thought it was total, like eight, I thought we looked it up and it was like 8,000. No, I think total B-17s, I'm pretty sure we're about 12,000. Oh, we're going to find out like, our, right, right now. now. Uh, now anyway. It's going to say, oh, we had, did you know this? We had a Rosie the Riveter here. Really? I think she flew on it too for free, I believe. Yeah, we had a... No, well, she didn't want to go maybe or something. I can't remember. I'm going to mess that story up. But anyway, there is there was one here that helped rivet those things together in Kingman. What? That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, and wow. And a couple of pilots and a couple of people that were involved in D-Day 
were here. Yeah, that through. that gentleman was really interesting oh, too. I yeah, well, you were there when I was talking to him, and and I walked up to him afterwards when you you skedaddled off to do something, and Porsche's like, I want to go talk to him. I said, Well, let's go talk to him. So I introduced her and. Oh, I didn't talking. know that. Yeah, okay. yeah. She's he's a nice I, guy. I shit you not when I say Porsche. It was so I was so surprised. Like not many sixteen year olds are are super interested in in in, in like sixteen year old girls. Uh, you know, at the women, whatever, are interested in shit like that. And I was just I, I the kid constantly fucking surprises me. You know, she well, really, it's good she that really she did. at least knows that, or at least it doesn't even matter if she's pretending. Which I know she's not. But these people are obviously dying off just of like course, that. Absolutely. And that's what You're I You're not going to get to talk to these people. So. Um, 12,731 uh, B-17s were built. They only used about 9,000 of them. Okay. That's why, I guess that's maybe that's what I was thinking was that they only were operational because they were just going to continue building. This is such a fucking workhorse. That's a lot. It's, it's a of lot aluminum. of goddamn planes. And it's, yeah, yeah, it is a lot of aluminum. People um, say, how come they were all? And then we, people didn't know they were coming out telling the history of this airfield of being the gunnery um, training facility for the B-17 gunners. And then after the war were melted down here, people say, how come they melted it? Because well, honestly, uh, yeah, it makes you sad too. Like, wouldn't it be more cool if they were more around? But the war is over. That's thousands of tons of aluminum that really needs to be used for something else. Yeah, thousands and thousands of tons. Th th there were, we don't have wars now where we have to all sacrifice and save every little scrap and go put these... In scrap, there were metal drives. There were copper, aluminum, steel. And the reason why we don't have to do that is because those things were melted down and done that then done that way. Right. Because I guarantee you, there's probably warbirds flying right now as we record that have bits of aluminum from those. Mm -hmm. So we only had to do that. We haven't had to do rationing since World War II. I, I think I'm fairly certain. I don't yeah. think. During because of the Korea, then Vietnam. Korea wasn't that big of an operation, and neither was was Vietnam. I don't think we've had a big enough that big of an operation. Our wars since. now doesn't matter at all what we do on a daily basis over there for the most. It really person. like it's just kind of a thing that's out of sight, it's out of over mind. There. Which is, I think, why we're allowed, while why it goes on. Oh yeah, why it just continues to go on because it's out of sight, out of mind. It's not that, and you have. I don't mean to. Um, uh, uh, shit! What am I trying to say here? Uh, I'm not trying to put down anybody who goes and fights in war, but you have less people being killed because warfare is different. Yes, warfare, it, you know, is, is is completely different than it than it was. There are there are still civilians I, being killed, but yes, back when we were dropping all these bombs over cities, yeah, you know, everybody was getting killed with no guidance. These, yeah. these bombs had no guidance. You had, I'll tell you what, it was pretty cool to see an actual Norton bomb site, yeah, like on a B-17 installed in person up close. People that Norton bombsite was one of the most secretive fucking things that was that this country has ever produced. It's the secrecy surrounding the Norton bombsite. You know that it was like it's like the only thing that comes close to it during World War II is the Manhattan Project. I'm sure they yeah they were assembled. I think final like final assembly was done by less than fifty people. For twelve thousand planes, twelve thousand planes, twelve thousand of these planes had these bomb sites on them, but they were so cutting edge and so and uh, i'm and, sure they're so accurate i'm sure they were also used probably on the b25 and the b29s eventually or whatever i, I, don't, I think I don't they were used that. up throughout the like through the vietnam era because Perhaps, they were just yeah. so goddamn good up until we started doing laser and gps guidance yeah smart bombs right, and they, yeah yeah they um a lot of these dumb bombs that we still use that were made during the vietnam war i think were still being used during the 
golf for and all that because all they really do is they change the nose out so it's got a camera or something yeah and they put some fins on the back that can steer yep with gps and they this dumb bomb becomes a quote smart bomb yeah and it can go right where it needs to needs to go. one of the coolest things i saw and i don't think it was that popular i saw a video um i don't know if it was the first gulf war or not but there was a an asset a tank or something under a bridge in iraq or afghanistan i think it was iraq and um, we wanted to keep the bridge. We didn't want to blow the bridge up, but it was an expensive thing down there. We wanted to get rid of it. I say we, the whatever, the Americans were over there doing this thing. And they have this solid steel or almost solid steel bomb. It's a smart bomb that can be guided that has no explosives on it. None. And the whole idea is, is it goes down, it flies right down, and it goes right through the engine of this asset Totally crippling it, but doing zero. I mean, but, just but no other goes right through it. And I, I saw the, you know, because it kind of came from the side a little bit. Here it comes screaming down and tunk right through it. And now it's dead. And the bridge is still bridge usable. Bridge is fine. And, and, and that's, wow. I saw that wow. and I went, that's a cool thing. Now, and now, flash forward 25 years later, and you're talking, uh, one, you didn't have to have a pilot drop it. No. Nope. You could be dropped nope. from a drone. And, uh, there's really nothing. You just program it. Okay, do this. And then, because I've talked to a couple of the guys that, I met two guys that are drone pilots out of uh, Nellis. Really fucking cool. The, mm. Do you want to talk about the video game generation really coming into its own to protect mm. the country? I, and I say that without any sort of joking or anything yeah. at all. Like, that's exactly what these guys are doing. Um, to the point where I know that there's been extra, very specific training for those for those folks that do that job because it's very easy to just kind of remove yourself because, you know, you talk to my, my say, you know, somebody's grandpa or great grandpa or, 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 you know, guys from the Vietnam war, you know, era that they could see the whites of people's eyes that they were aiming their guns at. Mm -hmm. This is completely like on the other side of the earth. These guys right. are, 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 are piloting these things. And they, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the military has found that uh, a lot of those drone pilots, they have a disconnect. Um, it almost turns them into, it gives them some sociopathic tendencies, which I found fascinating um, because typically you're, you're either born a sociopath or you're not. Most people are not. Most people are, mm -hmm. are normal human beings, but you're born that you can develop tendencies um, if you continually are, uh, if you are continually detached from humanity blows my mind to read up on some of that stuff so they actually have to have it's not sensitivity training but they encourage those guys like they'll instead of doing like a 12-hour shift or a 16-hour shift or sometimes like an 18-hour shift they've been cutting their shifts down now this was like two years ago i was told that so this could be completely inaccurate information but it was accurate at the time that they were telling me that uh yeah they used to do regular do regularly do 12 to 18 hour shifts and they were reduced down to like four and six hour shifts because the rest of their quote-unquote shift was like camaraderie training so that they're not always jacked into a, basically a virtual reality system to where like they're completely it makes sense it's like playing a video game yeah but people are actually dying and I, so that you can potentially lose your humanity and people have that that should happen in the hospital all the time too and looking at it at, in a in a clinical setting you see so much like and it's not not i'm not taught i'm not speaking for myself i'm speaking for other people People see so much gore and blood and guts and death and crying and devastation and all this shit on a daily basis 
It's become well, desensitized. So to it, you become yeah. desensitized to it. And then what happens <clears throat> when you have that actually happen to you, mm-hmm. not to a patient or somebody that you're helping care for or something like that, but to you and your family and your child or your husband or wife, father, mother, whatever, then you can't deal with it. And that's kind of, yeah. And the proper normal, emotional human. Yeah, sense. yeah. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. I could see that. We went down that rabbit hole real fast, didn't we? All right, so it was a good thing anyway. for the community, and we should do other... You want to take a break? Yeah, we, no, no, we're oh, good. Okay. Good for now for a little bit. Yeah. It, 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 it was a great thing for the community, and I heard an overwhelming, overwhelmingly great response, a positive response from everybody that came out here from the way things were run to the way the, you know, the cost. A few people I talked to balked at the fact. They're like, what? It's $475, 400 Like, how come it's so expensive? Six thousand dollars. Like, what's that? Six thousand dollars an hour it costs to operate that thing. Yeah, it's somewhere it's five or six, it, whatever. It's it, in it's, that range. And you yeah. know, the the funny thing is, was somebody that uh, one of the people that made a comment about it that was kind of pithy. It was uh, I think it was Saturday. I was at the brewery. He made kind of a pithy statement. He goes, "Well, that's just exorbitant. They're just trying to make money." I said, first off, the EAA is a uh, it's a five hundred one c three. It's a nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. so they're definitely they're legally not making any money, but. It, that, that's beside the point. These people are aircraft enthusiasts, and they 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 get nothing out of it. And all these these the, crew that was here, they're not getting paid. Yeah, they're getting their hotel paid for, but that's it. They're, this is a volunteer yeah, thing. It's literally just taking all care of, this. of their our ex- entire group that was involved in planning it out here too. Right to bring it here and to come here well, was was not only free in our part, but it cost some of us some money out of pocket, well, a fair bit of money. And I explained it to him. Like all I just had to say was, "You are way off base." You're inc- incredibly insulting, and you you should know better. Oh, why is that? You drive an old-ass fucking car, a super old car, like a 75, 80. No, it's more than that. Almost a 90-year-old car. You drive a 90-year-old car, and it's your daily driver. It costs you more money than normal to drive it around, right? Well, well, yeah, I said maintenance and upkeep is a little more expensive than, an average, than a normal, like, modern-day car. Well, yeah, why? Because it's old? Because you continue to keep old technology on there? And why? Because you like it and other people love it. And you love the feedback you get from other people getting mm-hmm. turned on by like, wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that there were still these cars out there that work exact same situation. And then he's like, well, I, I, I apologize. Right. I didn't, I didn't think about it like that. I just thought maybe they were trying to price gouge people. And I said, no, man, they can only take six people up at a time. 10 or, or 10 people. They take 10. 10. They can take 10. They can. Yeah. I think I said, oh, it's a minimum of six. They yeah. need a minimum and they of won't six fly. fly. They, don't, they won't, won't even take off if they yeah. have it, that. Yeah. And, and also if I remember right, I think I read, read something uh, where those planes don't like to be uh, light. They don't fly very well when they're light. Yeah. Um, that they fly much better loaded, like almost, almost to maximum there yeah. because they're, it's kind of like, I don't know if you ever, if you're reading a, a big rig, like in a, Oh yeah. Wheeler? Okay. Yeah, it needs to be laden it, a little bit. To, yeah. You know. Oh, because the 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 roughest ride you'll ever have is not going to be off road. It's going to be on a normal surface street, in a uh, in a semi that has no trailer or has no weight on the trailer. Yeah. Even just putting the Bounce weight of the trailer, the crap out it of you. will beat the piss out of you. Yep. It really will. Uh, and I I think I read something like that. So they have a minimum of six that they they won't even fly until they have six people riding. And part of that is I'm sure part of that is financial reasons. Sure. But the other part is the fact that it's like it, you know why are we going to waste we're not a waste of fuel. It holds um, about 2,000 gallons. Usually, I think at 1,800, but two, it can hold more than 2,000. They call the, the Tokyo setup. It was, in theory, to fly that far to Tokyo right. and back. But call it 2,000 gallons times. Right now, Avgas is cheaper than it's been in a while, but 4 or 5 or $6 a gallon. And I uh, don't know how many gallons per hour it burns. 
Um, but that's just fuel alone. This thing came back from major maintenance. I think I don't know if it's Albuquerque, somewhere in New Mexico. Excuse me, before it came to Deer Valley, had some engine overhauls or whatever, and that's that's extremely expensive. And again, all these pilot, you know, the pilots are making zero. They're all volunteer to come around, and they have all these different crews that, that kind of shift through and they and they change them up. But it's an honor to be able to do this. So they go through all this training for years and years, and finally they can they can fly the thing. Um, but that's the people want to do that. Fortunately, because otherwise they really couldn't afford it. Now, does that does that aircraft have like a life expectancy? Like, well, or, or is it just like, or will you get to a certain point where there's going to be things on it that it's going to everything on it is going to be completely replaced? It's just no longer in an original aircraft. That's how it or, would basically go. The worst thing that could happen yeah. would be if it had major spar um, corrosion or something like that, which I know that they watch all the time. And the spars where the uh, wings, yeah, the main, it's a main, it's like a beam, the main beam that'd be going through the wings. Gotcha. That would be carrying all the main load to there. So that would be the most cost prohibitive thing to replace skin sections, mechanical things like, you know, landing gear, uh, you know, uh, actuators and bushings and bearing that's, that's always being replaced and that's how it would be, but they weren't designed to last this long. They weren't 25 missions. 25 yeah. missions, and that was the, the whole, I keep bringing up Memphis Bell, but Memphis Bell was the first. They weren't the only, uh, there weren't very many to complete uh, 25 missions because mm-hmm. out of 12,700 and some, uh, granted, not all of them went into, you know, not all of them flew, but I think they had a, uh, I know that crew members had a fatality rate, like a mortality rate of like 60% or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I so think if that. you had a, attached to a P-17 group, and you were on the plane or on part of the you know flight crew, you're done. You're, I, you're, I think you're, literally half of them, for the most part, were lost in battle. I believe you're right. And that's times 10 or 12 crew. So let's say um, they had eight, so 4,000. Four, four or 5,000 were lost in battle times 10. You know, that's 50,000 troops. Yep. Now, not all of them were killed. Some of them parachuted out and escaped or were in prison. Wasn't... Or, uh... Oh no, there was because we, we met somebody who's uh, in, a, a woman from England uh, whose father lost his arm. Oh no, never mind. That was on, no, no. that was on a different plane, wasn't it? No, yeah, she was uh, at the brewery. She was at the and her father oh. was on a Lancaster, a British yep. Lancaster. That's right. That's who right. Who got shot at and her uh, her father? Yeah, lost an arm, and um, it's a big heavy bomber. Lancaster is a big heavy, not very attractive aircraft. But uh, anyway, hey. so it was a great event. Big planes need love too, Paul. They do. I know. Well, I know. It's I'm just. I don't know what your your fascination is with like Fifi. That's an ugly fucking plane. Well, I don't beef, have a fascination a beef, with Fifi twenty nine. No, yeah, it looks uh, like a big wiener. Yeah, it's bad. It's not good looking. Yeah. Uh, in Olegay, same same plane, same yeah. plane, right? Also yeah. the same yeah. plane they used same to drop plane. the X one, the Jaeger plane. Yeah, they're they're ugly. all the all the drop planes came out of the B twenty nine. They're all and, and they're ugly. They are. No, they're not. I didn't have a fascination with it. It was, it was by the way, it's coming to um, Bullhead City March you know, next month, something March yeah. twenty, March fifteenth. Available for rides also, which are more than I think this ride was for the EAA. This is a private group, I believe, owns Fifi. It was the only flying B twenty nine until another group. I think it's called Doc. I think is the name. Okay, it's just now it's airworthy. It looks pristinely beautiful. Is now airworthy, and they're getting it certified to go around, tour around, also to be the second B twenty nine. 
that's flying and this is aviation time we lost every possible no person. we might just gain more people some people i mean a few people are just kind of going through because you think i'm cute or paul's hot or whatever <laughs> um hopefully that's why they're tuning in all the time I, i've always ladies I, are fantasizing I, right now they're, about they're just sitting yeah. people are it doesn't even it doesn't even have to be ladies i mean guys if you like the sound of my voice that's fine i, too. I think I they're turning the shit. lights down they're lighting candles while they listen, yeah. let's listen to cartoon casual yeah podcast. we're gonna i'm gonna get cartoon casual listening to cartoon casual light some scented candles and Mm-hmm. Touch yourself a little That's bit. That's what they're it's doing. It's fine. Until the B-17 talk came around. Mm. And then all of a sudden just dried up, done. But there are some women. There are a few women. I just, I'm just say women because I'm a guy and I'm hetero. Uh-huh. So that's why I, there right. you have it. But there are some women that really get off on big rumbly airplane engines. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, they just, you know, they just, you know, they want to be in around them. I've been propositioned a number of times with my airplane, Joe. Really? Uh-huh. I mean, that doesn't, that kind of doesn't surprise me, but I, I would, I would, I could, I could kind of see where. We can talk about, I'm not oh, going to talk I, about I, detail. I I'm just saying. I could see where, where a less than, uh, less than honorable person would go, would go, wow, he's got a plane. That means he has money. And, and just like plain equals money equals, I, I don't think gonna, that's I'm what they're gold digger because they're out there. Like I, I'm not saying everybody is that way, and I'm not saying every woman is that way. I'm saying that there's a reason why there's that that term exists. So I and, and it's because of them. It's a minority but, of people. So I could see where they could do that. But that if you could weed through those assholes, right? I mean, if you're just looking to hook up and have a good time, and sure, you're like oh look, uh, look, look at the stick control that I have, right? You know, huh? like, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. And start your plane up and have her just kind of grind like on something. I, something, yeah, I, I, no, no, I get no, it. I, I get I it. think that no, and, that's what I'm saying. That's I, fucking I, great. I know there are the ones in the category one, which are oh, plane equals money, so I'll just go have fun and maybe spend some money. You know, there's that. Right. He'll he'll will we'll drink really good champagne or something like right. that. Right. But I'm saying there's a number. There's another section there that's like. They're not thinking about. They're just. It's one of those they things. Just, they find they they find planes to be incredibly sexy. Right. And they're, they're like, oh, you go flying, and you know. There's also. You know what I'm there's also uh, <laughs> any of my. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Fans will know what I'm talking about. There's also the implication. You're taking you're you're taking somebody in a plane. Are you taking somebody in a some whatever a you know a vehicle of some mm-hmm. sort? And taking them up in the, in the sky, right? You're flying somewhere. It's just you two, you two, and nothing else, right? There's an implication there, that this is a very intimate moment, and there's a, you could, there, there's the implication of of potential sex and 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 whatnot. Wow, and whatnot, and whatnot. Yeah. What would be the whatnot? We have sex and whatnot. I don't know. Uh, you could go, you could be going shopping for Plan B later on. I mean, oh, okay. I, I don't know what the whatnot could be. <laughs> I'm just I'm just I, I don't know. It. I mean, yeah. let your imagination run wild, right. Mr. Gaines. I think that maybe that's what it is. You know, here's what it is. I, I've taken many males flying, and and whatnot. Few, <laughs> fewer females, I think. Less females or fewer females? Fucking grammar Nazi. <laughs> and and but when I take a female flying. Oh, watch, watch no, wait where a minute. you're going No, 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 with no, 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 no. I have, I don't think I honestly, I don't think I'm really thinking, oh, I'm going to do something with this female in the air. Or after we're done flying, then I'm going to go uh, back to my house and uh, have a bottle of wine with this female and jump in said hot tub and 
I'm priming the pump right now. Right. With I, my I don't. I, I, maybe I should be thinking that, but I'm no, not but that's, really. But that's what makes you an honorable human being oh, and a decent and a stand-up guy. And bollocks! Don't, doesn't that suck being a decent person? Not, like a, yes. Like as much as I want to look back on my life and go, man, there's a whole bunch of debauchery and that whole Hunter Thompson quote of uh, arriving at the at the end of your life and skid marks and like hair on fire and did it a high on cocaine. No, really, it's going to be like, oh, you know, he's probably a pretty good guy. Like. He picked up a couple homeless people like off the side of the road or like you're that kind of guy. Like, it's, But I have it, had some debauchery. It's, it's, oh, no, there's definitely debauchery, <laughs> but you weren't a fucking asshole about it. No, like you, you no. don't you don't you didn't buy a plane going. That's the most expensive pussy wagon I'm going to buy in my entire life. You don't right. look at shit like that. Like you just don't. Uh, I know you. I know I like I know you well enough to know that when you see somebody who's never flown in a plane, a small aircraft before, mm-hmm. and they get in there, the first thing in your across your mind is, oh my god, I hope they have a good time. Oh yeah, I'll make sure. Because you did that it... with Bo and I, and I know you're not trying to bang Bo and I. I assume, and I just assume you, know? you guys are doing. I'm fairly certain. Like like, hmm. I, I mean, Bo's <laughs> Bo's pretty and everything. But, yeah, you know, whatever. He's well manicured. He's very well manicured most of the time. Sorry, Bo. <laughs> We don't talk about when you had the Bieber hair. That was about six, seven years ago. And he, he's like, yeah. motherfucker, don't bring it up. I'm like, I have pictures. Just brought it up. I have pictures. Anyway, yeah, that's the, your first thought is, uh, oh, man, I, I really hope they have a good time. I hope that, uh, like, I don't, I hope they don't throw up in my plane. I hope right. that, you know. I, and, and yeah, that the flight goes well and we have a good time. And all, I, But I really think, honestly, but most of the time I think that when I really have a moment to think about it is that, I feel very fortunate having been uh, born into an aviation Literally born family. In aviation. Yeah, and yeah. then and then I opted to take advantage of it. You know, I, I could have not, but I did. But it still happened because of that initially. It was initial interest. And then I think there are people that I know have aircraft that maybe have a little bit of money, but they don't really fly it that often or they don't take many people up. And I think, and I don't have a, any kids, as you know. I don't have really a family and my parents are gone and I don't, you know, no one really did. So on a, this is a really weird thing to say maybe, but I'm thinking, and I try to encourage other people. I know I have a little bit of money that you know, and I know people around here. Folks, I, this is the first time I've ever heard Paul acknowledge the fact that he quote has a little bit. No, of money. I just a little, I'm just saying, I, I, I I'm yeah, not, I just, want, I just want you, I just want everybody to know that this is not normal everyday conversation. I, I, I don't, I'm not a man of means. <laughs> A, a gentleman of means. Like, I'm not. How tall is your hat, Mr. Gaines? <laughs> like it's not like that, but I, <laughs> but I, 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 I can spend a little bit of time and a little bit of money doing things like that, and so in my part of my head thinks. Part of my head thinks that's a weird thing to. My head thinks on its own, just just on its own. Yeah, is what are you going to? What are you doing with your time? And if you have a little bit of money, a little bit, you know, why not take people flying that might not have the opportunity to, or that want to would really really enjoy it. Because to me, it's part of being, if I don't do that, there's a little tiny part of my voice in the back of my head that says, that's kind of selfish. You can do this. You can share this with people. Why not? Absolutely. And that's kind of why I do it. And that's fucking fantastic. Well, it's like the, the story that you told me about, uh, the, the, um, your dad took up, uh, took up some, uh, somebody flying for like a young Eagles thing or something like that. Some took some kid flying mm-hmm. and then years later he went in the air force or something. Or yeah. A- actually what, or what, yeah, what it was is my, um, my sister told me the story. It's kind of a, it's a happy, but a sad story. My father passed away, you know, five years ago, whatever we did, we're discussing this before the podcast, but whatever. And, but she knew this guy 
uh, started flying because of my father, and I didn't know this. I didn't know this story. So he took him. My father took this kid flying in the glider in Texas Soaring Association years ago, thirty years ago, forty. I don't know. And um, and my dad didn't know that either. But he that was enough spark to get him to fly to get into. I think he went to the Air Force, became a captain for American Airlines. So my sister uh, told him, and I think she had a hunch that that's where it went. But he was touched by my father's taking him up for free. And uh, she called him up and said, yeah, my father passed and he, he lost it. You know, he was, because he knew that my father was the one that got him. That was, that was the, that was the, that spark. Was the, that was the catalyst, the yeah. spark. And, and he felt bad, I guess, because they had never really stayed in touch or, or I think he thought that he lost the opportunity to tell my father that that's what, what did it. And he kind of wanted to have him know that, but he was very grateful for it. And I didn't know that story at all. You know, I just, I just didn't up until my father died. So that was kind of, it was, it's, so it's nice. It's nice to have that as a legacy. And if you don't have any other legacy to leave behind, like, like I'm fortunate enough that I've got the kid, you know, but that's mm -hmm. about it. Like I don't have, I haven't done anything great or amazing that I know of. And I haven't, I don't have anything. I, oh, I got the kid. No, that's great and all, but you know, go ahead, Porsche. But that's it. No, I'm but, but uh, <laughs> ah, whatever. No, I actually was like really beating myself up a while back about, uh, I don't even remember what it was. Like, I really just feel like I, I think, I think it was mostly seeing Tim create something completely out of scratch, mm -hmm. which, which is what he did, you know, with the, with the, with, with Blackbridge Brewery. Right. Watching something go from, I remember walking through and he's like, can you see this place just be in the brewery? And I'm like, oh, no, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't see your vision. I, I can't because it was a typical uh, old lady kind of uh, store. It was mostly antiques. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, it was antiques. Red carpet, I think maybe it was like lots of red hat society. Horrible shelves or, or racks in there. I think in a it, drop ceiling that was I feel bad. Awful. We, we shouldn't talk about Jones shop like that but i'm sorry Joan, oh, but it really did like, I, don't, I didn't know her looking at a perspective she's the owner of the building <laughs> um oh. looking at her look looking at the shop from a perspective of like at the time you know like a 30 year old man all i could think of was like people buy shit here and then of course people i'm sure she had a great business because mm -hmm. there's tons of folks over the age of 70 that buy that stuff and that's and that's fine whatever but I, but seeing go from that to what we have now and where we're getting ready to go to here in like an hour that blows my mind. And I think that's when I started kind of beating myself up over and like not having anything, uh, that I could say that I, you know, uh, helped create or help do this or, or, or any of that stuff. Like I just, I didn't, I didn't have any of that stuff. And then I actually made a comment. It's it crazy. It was my baby brother who at the time would have been about 23, maybe 24. And I said, I feel like I just haven't created anything. He goes, what? What about that kid that's getting great grades? I said, wow, that's, 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 I feel like that's more her mom than anything. And da, 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 da. And, uh, and then I, then he started really picking it apart and he's like, there's a lot more to her that's you than you give yourself credit for. Oh shit. Yeah. And then I started realizing that, was, okay, so I, I beat myself up less over it, but having, if you, if you don't have, and like I said, it's a huge thing to leave behind. Uh, if you, if I can, I can look and go, if I, if I fuck up everything, say like 18 months from now, which Porsche is kind of, you know, technically an adult. If I fuck up everything else the rest of my life, I can at least say that she graduated, she's in college, she's a good person, that I didn't raise an asshole. Like, I didn't raise 
I didn't, or I didn't have a hand in raising somebody that was no, some I, giant I think piece of you're, shit. You're, so, you're a huge influence in her life. And, and yeah, the, it's kind of funny because I think some of us are now too. <laughs> some of your friends. That's the way I want it though. Like that's how, that's really how I want it. Like all my, like I'm I've, highly entertained when you guys I, are, we're out there Blackbridge doing like a team trivia, for oh example, God. and she's helping out. It's, 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 it's hugely it fun. Really, really funny. Oh, speaking of, I wonder if she wants to play trivia tonight. You know, by the way, that's what we're Never. doing Wednesday night, folks, every Wednesday at Blackbridge Every Brewery. Wednesday night. Starts about six thirty is uh, team trivia or pub quiz, whatever you want to call it, and um, it's usually a blast. Anywhere from about eh, five or six teams on the low end to over ten teams on the big days. Yeah, on the big days are, are and it's very fun. sarcastic, very fun, very. Um, oh, what do you want to say? Crass. Crass. It gets a little crass. crass. Lots of shit talking. Kind of like this podcast, but with you know more people giving more people shit. Way more people shit. Yeah. It's funny. I forgot to... Uh, baby, uh, what time is it right now? Anyway? Baby, what time is it? No, I, I was going to tell you that... And this bears mentioning because I really hope the Swan listens to the podcast as it gets to this one. I asked her... She's in that CNA class, right? Last night I asked her, uh, how was your class? Because she was Tuesdays and Thursdays. How was the class? Oh, it was great. We learned about the GI tract. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I know she's my kid. And like, what exactly did you learn about the GI tract? Oh, you know, the different terms and different things we need to look for in stool and whatnot. <laughs> stool and whatnot. And I was like, peanuts equal good. Blood equals bad. That's pretty much all you need to know. <laughs> She's like, wow. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, yeah, you know what? Why don't we uh, let's take a break? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a break. I want to yeah, check some things break. outside. Yeah, check some quick. things outside, and then we'll be right back with more cartoon casual. Hey, Danny boy. The pipes, the pipes. No, get back here. You're not getting out of this. From glen to glen and down the mountainside. The summer's gone and all the roses falling. It's you, it's you must go and I must buy. And white with snow It's I'll be here In sunshine or in shadow Oh Danny boy, oh Danny boy I love you so Alright, welcome back uh, More cartoon casual And after our last conversation uh, About uh, the B-17 coming in And proving that people in this town Are kind of starved for special events There is something that I found out about recently Is that uh, uh, Frank Casillas I uh, believe he lives in Bullhead City or Fort Mojave, somewhere down there, um, is putting together... Some of you know him as Frank Voodoo from the Voodoo Glow Skulls and, and Tiki Bandits and various other uh, other musical ventures. Um, lives kind of local, and he's put, he has decided to put together a music and car festival, uh, October 14th, 2017, and he's calling it the Rude 66, R-O-U-D-E 66 Festival. To be uh, one day, three stages at the Mojave County Fairgrounds, live uh, punk, ska, reggae, psycho, and rockabilly music, car show, fenders, food, booze, and any, and literally what he says, any, and whatever else we can think of. Wow. And I'm super stoked about that because I, like, I just, for years. So October is a good m- month to have things happen in Kingman. It's a very busy month. It's I've a very busy month, specifically for the, like, the fairgrounds. Uh, yes. Because that's, that's that time of year where we have the 
what if from like mid well it's probably early september through there's october the, the there's, fair first of all yeah there's happens. the fair there's andy divine days rodeo there's um what else they do the oh, they don't do the home and garden expo then i know that there's something going on i'm i was surprised to see that date because from what i recall there's something going on every single weekend throughout the fall in this town yeah there's and I, always something going and, on oh, oh look at that paul got a text Fucking shocking. He's like a teenager. Joe, I'm sorry. Can you can you put it on vibrate? I can. Do you think do you think maybe you can mm-hmm. you can do that? Sorry. Are we on vibrate now? Can we can we move forward? Yeah, I have some questions. Okay. Ask away. So I almost guarantee that something else big is also probably going on that weekend in this town. I don't know what it would be. No, no, no that's not is a question. Que- is that a question? No, no, no. no I'm like, just, fuck, I was not prepared I'm just for saying, this line because of I, October is, like you said, is a massive, like it's a beautiful, yeah. perfect weather here. Yeah. November's pretty damn good too. But anyway, um, so, and that. <laughs> you got another notification. It's like I'm God fucking hanging it. out with a kid. Jesus Christ. Okay, so. Um, so. I have no idea what else might be going on. But that that's, that's fine. But and, I think it's it's brilliant that he shoehorned in a, a festival, like a music and car festival and all that, like an event. He shoehorned sure. it in there somewhere. That's perfect. Because there'll be a lot of people coming into town for these things. And I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm so incredibly excited for that. It, the problem I have with hearing that is I would like to have it be as successful as it could be. So I'm thinking... I wonder how much organization they have. In other words, I wonder if they are talking to really the real right car people, and, and so it's going to really come off big. I really hope so. And I, I, I and I don't want to. I want to get involved, but I don't want to get involved because I got too much shit going on anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't. You don't have that much shit involved. I mean, you you no. choose. You choose. Well, lately it's been. Yeah. I but, think maybe and, by then things will die off, and maybe you can volunteer some time. I know I am. As soon as I or, see yeah. or or can get a chance to a chance to get a hold of Frank. I'm going to offer anything that I can do. It could be anything as menial as heavy lifting. Hey, lift that and put this over here. Yeah. I don't care. I just want to be involved because uh, there's not a lot of that stuff going on here. And I feel like we have the population to support it. We're right here on I-40, 93. Like this big intersection of people. people. There's people I talk to all the time that come here from Vegas. We've talked about this ad nauseum. They'll come up here on the weekends from Vegas to get out of the the hubbub from there. Yep. People will think about that. People they'll, come up from the river too. People to come will, up. yeah, they'll leave from yeah from Laughlin. It's hot and all that. Yeah, it's there. hot as fuck. Same same as Havasu. So they come here to get out of the heat. I love that they come here to get out of the heat, and it's still 100 fucking degrees outside. Right. They're like, oh, this but is awesome. This it's is 105. It's like, I almost have to wear a jacket. And yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're, but they're, where they're coming from is 120 plus. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's proof positive. Last weekend's event with the, um, with the B-17 coming through is proof positive that people in this town are starving for, some, for, for, for something. And, and I think what it, it's going to take, though, because it took, and I'm not comparing this at all, but, it, but here's what it there was a was a lot of promotional push for the B seventeen. There was a lot of social networking. There was a lot of crap we had on the radio. The newspapers got involved. The radio stations. There was a big, big push for a while. It was an orchestrated, you know, marketing event from a lot of different segments out there. And I, this could be huge too if it's done kind of that way. And and I would love to see that because it would encourage more of this kind of stuff. Obviously, if it would, comes off well. And there are. No, I'm, I'm just wondering. With the, the you you gave the uh, listing of the type of music, 
do you think there'll be people other that we also know that we've seen a lot that might be involved with this? I like to think so. Yeah. I, it's so preliminary at this point. Like I, I don't even know anything about it. I want I, I, I can't, I love to get the opportunity to sit down and ask Frank about it and see if there's any way that anybody can help. Um, I know that he, this is going back a couple of years. I know you and I have talked about trying to put on some sort of a, um, some sort of a music festival, blues and brews, something like right. that. And it came from the blues and brews festival they do in, Laughlin, which is because we went down there. I was looking forward to it. And it was okay. It was good. The bands that were there were great, but there was like four bands and they played on repeat. I think each band played three yeah. sets a day on Saturday and, and Sunday. There was, and that's not, that's and between the, the, the sets or the music, it was way too long, I think. And I think there were between some of the bands that were playing or a couple, whatever they didn't really have, they should have music ready to go and keep the kind of the mood going. And, and they didn't have that. And, and then we looked at each other and we said, we could do better than this without really trying. But I also know in, 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 cause it was right after that, that I met Frank and, and we taught, we, I, I think we were at sporties or something like that. I had a very brief conversation and I told him, I said, my buddy and I'd like to put together some sort of a music festival or something here in, in Kingman. He goes, just let me know, man, I've been a part of putting on festivals. I put my name on there. I volunteered to help. I've, I've done it a lot and I know what I'm doing and it sucks because I never took him up on that offer. And, and I, that's not to say that I can't, but right. I, and the door shut on it, but I, it, it seems like he's wanting to do it and that's great. And I'll promote the shit out of it. Sure. Uh, and, and just because I, I want to see that, that and <laughs> going back many, many moons when we had a, uh, a proper, uh, concert venue in uh in kingman downtown kingman was back when i was in high school and just after uh i always wanted to see frank's band play here in town because they're one of my favorite bands i always wanted to see them play here uh and i never got a chance to they played with uh another one of my favorite bands buck 09 another uh, uh san diego uh or their san diego ska band they played together at sporties and i could not get time off work i couldn't i could not do it hmm. and i i not only two of my favorite bands of all time, not just like a flash in the pan. We're talking like two bands that I regularly still listen to their music playing in my hometown at my, one of my favorite bars in town to where I could just walk in there and go, huh, that's cool. Um, you couldn't, you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't swing no, it. And yeah. I could not fucking swing it. I couldn't. And, and I, I, it, oh, it so pisses me off. But anyway, um, yeah, like I said, I think that, you're going to see over the next, say, two years, more and more events like this happen. I'd like to be a part of that or put on one of those events or something like that. I, I would I too, be, and I, I would like great. to. I, I'm glad they're kind of maybe getting the ball rolling, and, and and I would like to see it. The reason, one reason, I like to see it succeed. A lot of this music is not up my alley, to be honest. It's it's just not my thing. But you and I are very similar in that regard, where we just like live music. Absolutely, uh, no matter what. Like yeah. as long as and it, it, it just. It doesn't matter. Like I, I don't care if they're playing live. I'll go and see it just because I love music. And anyway. I would love to. To we we spoke about this. I would love to have a, a more of the kind of music that I would be personally would be into, regardless. You know, some we've even talked about getting Michelle Malone here or the Damon Fowler band from Florida, whatever. How right. much would it cost to get them to come? And these are people that most folks in this area probably haven't heard of, but they're damn good. And if they if it's promoted right and people put come by and sit down and listen, they'll be glad that they did, you know, because they're talented folks. I don't think it would cost that much, but I'd be willing to do something like that. And we talked about having it at a couple other parks maybe, and what I, I think this could be done. I, I think you're right. And along the lines of getting people here that might be mid-level, like Damon Fowler or yeah. Michelle Malone, which Michelle Malone, and I can't, I can't remember, 
I keep wanting to say it was Luke Bryan, but it wasn't. I, I, she, she was a touring guitarist and sang on a few tracks for a guy uh, uh, last year, and she, was, uh, she toured with him. Remember we talked Remember about going, potentially that, yeah. going down to the San Diego to see that like they were at some, she was playing, she had tour dates listed on her website, but it said uh, Michelle Malone playing with da 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 and with some yeah. country was artist. San Diego uh, I thought was more somewhere in LA was, was area. Santa Anita, or not Santa Anita, it was, uh, um, oh God, if Ryan Fruworth listens to this podcast, he'll just laugh hysterically. It's where the, where the. Where the surf meets the turf, or whatever it's 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 San Diego. That's their horse track, the horse racing oh. track is where it's at. I can never oh, remember what uh, that's called. Yeah, I, I, uh, I know Del Mar. That's right. They, they, she played at Del Mar. Okay, they had some big country concert there, and she was playing. But I I think you know people people kind of see people have this negativity associated with Kingman sometimes that not sometimes a lot of the time, and they 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 just want to shit on any i any idea of like oh those people don't want to come here well you said it was uh, it was overwhelmingly positive response from the crew and and all the people involved in the b17 coming here those folks said that they were treated better that they that it's not normal yes. for, it wasn't <clears throat> a normal thing for them to have a reception they showed up and a goodbye party and, and all this food so what it takes that, that. yeah absolutely so what it takes is a small group of people to put on whatever they're going to do whether it's a aviation event or a blues club, whatever, not blue, music festival, whatever. You got to get a core group of people that are willing to kind of bust their tail and, and do it correctly and, and make it happen. It's not that hard, but you have to have someone, <coughs> excuse me, you've got to have, you know, a, a, a leader of the pack is going to take the bull by the horns and he's, he's going to be not necessarily a micromanager, but it's going to, Make sure that things go smoothly, reasonably well, detail-oriented people. You need a few people that are going to step up. That's what it takes. Because I think what happens, a lot of these things, it's a good idea to a lot of people, but then everybody is kind of mid-level, and then no one, they need, they they need, need somebody. People they need are willing to do some sort of leadership. It's like I told Tim Gerlach, who was putting, who was the head of, president of our club here, there was a, he was getting overwhelmed with stuff. So there was more than once I would come up to him and say, just tell me whatever you want me to do right now. Yeah. Well, you were worried about your, I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm offering you, I'm the Lieutenant. I consider myself on the A team. Give me an assignment. You want me to go stand over there for 30 minutes while something is taking place? Do you want me to get some chairs? Do you want me to go get you a burger? Give me an assignment. And he goes, wow, I wish more people would do that. <laughs> Just. And sometimes that's what you need. And you yeah. need to have people that are, are all together on the same page. You help me out with that leadership. because I needed, yeah, I need you to bring, because we had that reception at Desert huh. Diamond Distillery. Well, and that's. And I said, oh my God, I know I can't do this tomorrow. I'm flying down to pick these people up. I'm doing this. And you said, what can I, what can you want me to do tomorrow morning? Do you want me to get this booze to Carmela so she can make this, whatever she was making for this reception at, at the distillery? Well, by, by the way, folks, we had that. It was it was a cool event. Thursday, the bomber comes in, and Desert Diamond Distillery, we had this reception there, and they took a tour, which we paid for. We sponsored to have them do. Right. Paid for Carmelo, did some, did some uh, catering for it. That was, it was nice. They loved it. These guys loved the agave rum, by the way. They were just pounding that crap Oh, down. I bet they were. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so, but that's what it, that's what it is. If you, uh, you know, you were, I needed help with that. There was a thing I needed help with, and you, you just stepped up and said, I'm off tomorrow. I literally is there something had, I can do? I, and it took a lot of convincing. Like, you don't know that I'm an early riser. It, like, I'll it did. Be, I'll, I was, it, it, I would admit, I was dragging. I was going, no, that's okay. I'll figure it out. 
but you kind of almost stuck with a two by four in my head and it went, you'll whack. Like, hey, jackass. I'll Let me do there. this. I want to help. Literally, all I did was come out here, bullshit with you for 10 minutes. Pick uh, up saw, some rum. Yeah, pick up some rum and took, drove downtown, which I was headed anyway. And then I met up with a friend for, for some coffee. That's like, right. It was no big deal. Yeah. But it's those little things. Because that would, have, that would have been 30 minutes out of your day that you literally didn't have. I, didn't, I needed to make more time, yeah. not take less. Take, exactly. Or something. Fewer? Yeah. <laughs> the fewer. Take fewer time. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to put it out there to listeners. Like, if you guys have an idea for an event that could be done for anything that's something maybe in your wheelhouse or you, you're like, oh, well, I'm into da-da-da-da hobby, and I think maybe we could get some something organized, something like that, do it. And if you don't know how to do it, there's a chance that Paul and I know somebody. Sure. Or somebody else does. Comment yeah. on the Facebook page, you know. Email us, cartooncasual at gmail.com, and say, hey, I've got this idea for this, and, and we'll do whatever we can to promote sure. it and help out. Put the right people, yeah. help ourselves, like you said, or point in the right direction. And then, hell, with social networking now, it's honestly, if you're, if you're, unless your event is really a shitty idea, if it doesn't succeed, it's your fault. Exactly. Yeah. It, it people really, want it, things to do. Exactly. And, yeah. it, and it, it's all about promotion and just getting people out there. That's something I've learned. Like, I kind of knew that that was a thing with social media. But I didn't realize it. I really didn't realize it until I saw kind of the back, like the back end of things. Um, actually, once I once the brewery opened up, and Tim Tim gave me access to uh, the Facebook page, and you get to use. Uh, for those of you that don't know, when you have a page that you have that you say you run, like you have your own Facebook page that you're. It's your personal page, and, and you, you have your nice pictures of this. And, and the, oh, my God, look at the sunrise, which I did this morning. I don't give a shit. I saw that. The sunrise this morning did look like like a set from La La Land. It freaked me out. I think I liked it, Joe. It was, so. Thank you. Yeah. It was beautiful. <laughs> but you have that personal page. But if you look at it like a somewhat professional page or like a group or, or, or a business or something, you have a separate app called the Pages app, and it gives you all the statistics of – geographically where the people are that are looking at it's really cool so much fucking data and if you know how to and have the time and 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 have the drive you can really promote the shit out of events and you can reach far more people essentially for free or very little money uh far more people than you can with radio or print or email right like email uh subscription stuff like that you can get you can reach i mean all those things are valid in their own right but social media is now what radio was 75 years ago. Yep. Like it's, it, it is huge. It is the biggest way. And it's to cheaper. So, and it's free. Oh, it's God, amazing. So, so much cheaper. And, and honestly, if it weren't for the fact that there was a cuss word, um, Paul, with, yeah. your, with the word shit in our description for our podcast episode I posted this morning. Which is number seven. I, I couldn't promote. Yeah, it's number episode number seven went this morning. I, I, w- Facebook wouldn't let me promote, so... Keep in mind, no profanity. Do you think they have an al- an algorithm or a program that that picks up cuss word, or someone actually read it? I, I they it. might have an army of people that just read those, or there's there there's there, I'm, there's an there, AI is strong enough as far as like if you can do automatic proofreading that'll correct your text. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it can come up with like shit sure. or something like that. They probably have like say 500 words or something like that in there. So I guess they, the point is next time we're going to not time. have a swear word in the thing and we're going to try to push yeah. it. And we just learn also we've got a, hey, go Canadians. Hey, we got a Canadian listener. Apparently, apparently yeah. yeah, whoever out there is uh, downloading Cartoon Casual from Canada because apparently, I don't, I know the IP address that it came from, but I don't know, uh, and I know that it's a Canadian IP address. 
So I don't know yeah, maybe how new. you heard from us, but please let me know and send us an email, post it on our Facebook page because I'd love to know. Absolutely. Because if you look at our at the statistics on our uh, the the uh, company that we use, which is Podbean, uh, P O D B E A N. Uh, dot com for to, for a hosting service you can go through to the statistics page and see um geographically where people are downloading when they're downloading the episode when they're listening to it and things like that uh if they're using the apple app uh the uh, or the podbean app if you're listening to it in the browser it, it kind of it gets a little finicky at that point but it's pretty neat to see that user data and you know uh, but and i'm scrolling through and it said da, 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 us 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 ca and i thought ca is that canada and i looked it up yeah it's canada holy shit, we have a listener in canada so whoever you are thanks a million send us some tim bits and some tim horton's coffee if you get a chance because i love that shit. um Post it on our Facebook page, and we just want to say thanks for being our one and international listener. <laughs> by, by the way, I learned, and I'm going to – it's not going to be a good story because I don't know what the name of it, but there was um, a, um, one of Scott Brackett's employees helping me move some things around in here, and he's, he's – I can't believe he has an Android phone, but he does. And he's kind of a, a engineering geeky kind of guy. That's but, probably why. But, no, no. The tinkers, maybe that, people yeah. that like to tinker almost always have Android phones. Okay. And that's cool. And that works for them. I still will give them a little bit of shit. But on the whole, most people that have Android phones are just not as tech savvy as the folks that have iPhones. Okay. And I'm sorry to say that, but it's the truth. I know. So there was an app anyway. of some kind, but he, he goes, like I said, he goes, oh, yeah. And I said, well, it's cartoon casual. He want to know about our pot. He walked in here, saw all our equipment and everything. And he, he goes, I have an Android phone. And he goes, I told him to go into the iTunes um uh, oh, iTunes pot, store, pot, pot, whatever. Yeah, the, pot, the, app. the app for the podcast. And he goes, uh, "No, I don't have that." And I went, "What?" And I said, "That's a problem with that." And so he went, and he he downloaded some other app. It's called, you know, something pod, whatever, Podcatcher or something like that. There's, or, there's several of them. That yeah, but he use. said it worked well. He down, he, he subscribed to it immediately using my Wi-Fi and was on it. Like it was no issue. I know we had someone that was complaining about something. That Not was so a- much. It wasn't a complaint. It was just uh, there. There's been several issues, and every single time I've heard somebody say that there was an issue, uh, either downloading or listening or streaming or some some in some way, it was an Android phone. And I I, I think I realized that, uh, and I I recognize the fact that Android, as a whole, Josh Gagno, you're gonna listen to this. Hey, buddy. I hope you're doing okay. Whatever. Fuck you for criticizing me, but that's fine. Um, Joe, I will Joe concede. Take criticism I, well. I don't. I don't. He doesn't. I uh, so keep doing it. I concede the fact that there's a lot of features on iPhone and iOS. Ghost-like that, features? That start, not ghost-like features. <laughs> <laughs> when the fuck does that start? April, I April, imagine. April. They had a teaser trailer for the new Silicon oh, Valley. Oh, did they? Yeah. Is it yeah. funny? I yeah, hope it's, it's funny. Be, I think it's going to be funny. Hopefully, because the last, last season, season was good. Yeah. Anyway, I concede the fact that many of the features on iOS that I take for granted that I really like, I that uh, Android had first. I realize that. Mm-hmm. Apple did it better. They took yeah. something, and that's what they do. They That's what they've done for years. For 30 years as a company, they've looked at something and going... I think we could do that better. Let's copy that, but polish it. And that's mm-hmm. exactly that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I can see the that. Apple Podcast but, app is so freaking easy. Okay, but here's the thing: that having been said, I can see the fact that fact. However, podcasts started on Apple. They did. Yeah. You can't. That's why they're called podcasts. Mm-hmm. They're not called Android casts. Right. It, they started on iPods. I. I it's I, and it's a they. It's just one of those times where Apple was at the forefront and said, hey, there's an underserved 
segment of the population here. We've got these portable devices. Let's make sure that these uh, are Which on is there. amazing. So, it would, I would have loved to have been there when someone at a meeting and they were brainstorming or whiteboarding or whatever the hell they were doing and said, let's do this, create this. They created a huge thing with podcasts. Oh, yeah. Well, and it wasn't Apple that created that. That was... Just, just, I just want you to know that. Well, like you can go on, you could go online. You could, you could done program, download a program for well, different things. No, no, I'm they just going, made it really I'm easy. Going back before most people had handheld devices that could even play media, because the the ter- the, the they weren't called podcasts then, but the people have been recording and playing radio shows on the internet that you could listen to at any time sure. you wanted to, sure, and stream them or or download them for. 17, 18 years probably. But this just made it really one-stop, easy, exactly. so fast. One, yeah, exactly. I mean, and, it rocketed. It made it so their podcasting became... It, it's true. And, and to where everybody... Uh, they'll let anybody do a podcast. Yeah. Clearly, you guys are listening to <laughs> two assholes that have no business fucking talking to people. Nope. But, but uh, anyhow, with that, I think maybe we'll uh, close this one out. Uh, so, folks, again, to recap... Let's put some, together some cool shit. I want to hear your ideas. Throw it up on the Facebook I do page. Too. Send us an email, whatever you want to some, do. Whatever event, a certain festival, a, a gathering of people that would show up and In enjoy any, the day. It could be a protest. I mean, you could be protesting the fact that there's blue sky. Let's just get a bunch of people together and have a good time. Yep. Uh, it could literally, hey, let's have a Flat Earth Society meeting. I think that's a great idea. When will Kingman ever see a 420 event? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? You know the 420 event. It was like 420 event uh, would go off really well for about 10 minutes, and then KPD would show up and be like, uh, "No." Or people hear the 420, and then the Hitler people would show up. Yeah, that's what would happen. That's I think. Okay, that would be kind of a funny joke. Let's promote two different, two different 420. Hitler's birthday. Hitler's birthday. We'll get all the neo Nazis. We'll we'll round up all the annoying fucking assholes that maybe live within in the tri-state. The stoners that wear nothing but pot leaves on their shirts and hats and necklaces. Smell like patchouli. There's nothing wrong with patchouli, goddammit. I'm, just, I didn't I'm fucking, say, I fucking I'm like patchouli. I'm just the saying smell what they smell like. Why are you always on my, my ass bag about the goddamn Mike really hates patchouli. It's, I know he really hates patchouli, and that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. He will leave the room if someone but walks don't, in. But it. don't put me in the same category as those fucking assholes. No, I didn't say you were don't a patchouli lover. I, no. Sandals and uh, candles. Uh, I, I love sandals and I love candles. I, didn't, I know. Gotcha. I literally yeah. love both of those things. Just happened to rhyme. No, I'm talking about the stoner. They don't smell like patchouli. They smell like spilled bong water because they haven't washed their Jinko jeans right. in fucking five years. Yeah. No, we'll get those 420 people. Like, oh, 420. That's all they think about is, is, is weed. Yeah. And that's like, that's like their fucking... I, I, anyway, you get the 420 guys that, that, that's, that are people that's, that smoke tons of weed and they're like, oh, it's like, it's, I got so ripped last night. Pro hip, anyway, make rope, man. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, oh, make God. rope, not yeah, war. Make rope, not war. Smoke, <laughs> smoke, rope, not, not war. <laughs> Hilarious. And then you had like the, so then so get those guys to meet up at like say Metcalf Park somewhere that's like kind of walled off, and then you have the other guy, other people that like to celebrate 420 for totally different reasons because they're Nazi pieces of shit. The brown shirts. And, yeah, the brown shirts. <laughs> and get those guys and just and and, and we'll stagger when it was like okay. The 420 guys, they want to smoke pot at, 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 at 420 on 420. So 20 minutes prior is when you schedule the event for the uh, neo-Nazi brown shirts because uh, they like to uh, make sure that everything is uh, very precise. In order. And, and we must in order. We will start at 4 p.m. Our sharp on the dot. 
So they'll be there at four o'clock. Within twenty minutes, you'll have all the stoners. They'll probably show up late because they're <laughs> a bunch of potheads. Those guys will show up late. So then about four thirty is when KPD comes in and just busts everybody. Yep. And I love this idea. So folks, if that's an idea, so, maybe you want to. So I want to see both of those types of people in jail at the same time in, in a big hole. I don't want to put the stoners in jail because they smoke pot because I'm definitely well, pro legalization. I don't either. I want to put the stoners in jail because they're annoying as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a fascist mentality. Anyway, all joking aside, please hit us up with email. Any cartoon realistic casual, good events. Cartoon casual at gmail.com. Any any realistic events, man. Let's just let's promote something. Let's do some cool shit. Paul, you got anything else? All right, let's no. go. Let's go. Let's go drink some beer and win at trivia. God, I hope we win today. I, yeah, I could. I could really use a win every Wednesday, folks. Again, every Wednesday, Blackbridge Brewery, six thirty Blackbridge Standard Time, which is which, more like seven fifteen. Which, by the way, we will be hosting at some point. We will host, and we'll promote the shit out of that. And um, I don't know. I think that'll be a great time. Oh yeah. Anyway, oh, well, that's it for this episode of Cartoon Casual. Y'all have a good time. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Thank you.